The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Schizophrenia Community Radio. By listening to Schizophrenia Community Radio, you'll be joining, supporting, and gaining strength from the schizophrenia community. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 20 of Schizophrenia Community Radio. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician retired from practice. Our topic today is how Tammy and Sherry create hope for people living with schizophrenia. Now, schizophrenia is a serious mental illness associated with symptoms which create difficulties maintaining contact with reality and things called high-risk behaviors in some individuals. Schizophrenia may interfere with the ability to think clearly, manage emotions, make decisions, and relate to others. Schizophrenia affects men and women with equal frequency. Schizoaffective disorder is a mental disorder which is diagnosed when someone is experiencing schizophrenia and something called a mood disorder like bipolar disorder or depression. And people living with schizophrenia and schizoaffective disorder are still, still in Canada today, 2015, subject to stigmatization, discrimination and abuse. All of which is why our topic, how Tammy and Sherry create hope for people living with schizophrenia, is so important for the schizophrenia community and the mental health community generally. Now, to discuss this important topic, our guests are Tammy Lambert and Sherry Matsumoto. Now, Tammy has completed a Bachelor of Arts degree with a major in psychology at the University of Manitoba. She's working as a mental health proctor for Winnipeg Regional Health Authority. She co-facilitates two groups at Manitoba Schizophrenia Society, HOPES, that's H-O-P-E-S. It's a group for young people experiencing psychosis and another group focusing on you, which helps provide people with healthy living skills and a positive self-image. Tammy was first diagnosed with a mental illness at the age of 15. She's now 33 years old, presently diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder and coping with delusional symptoms and mood instability. But despite these difficulties, she feels that she is on the road to recovery. Now, Sherry lives with schizophrenia. In 1994, she participated in a program for paraprofessional mental health workers. The program's participants all lived with diagnosed mental illness. Her job site for the training was the Manitoba Schizophrenia Society. And after graduation, she became the Winnipeg outreach worker for the society. 
and she now helps the society with facilitating and sharing her story in Voice Hearers Hearers workshops. Voice Hearers are people who do hear voices in their in their heads, voices speaking to them. And she's also involved with Name That Feeling, which is a program for children with a family member living with mental illness. She has a full life, which includes a strong, supportive family and friends who have helped her along her pathway to wellness. She believes that everyone should have a voice with a choice and that recovery is possible. So, welcome to the show, Tammy and Sherry. Hi, thank you. Very nice. Now, I'm going to start with you, Tammy, first. Please tell us about your work that's creating hope for people living with schizoaffective disorder. Tammy? Okay, like when referring to the like work, I'll talk about like the volunteer um, work that I do at MSS. Um, I guess, first of all, what I try to do is shed light on what can be a dark, painful experience and help people cope through illness through body, mind, and soul. Um, my, ex- my volunteer experiences allow me to be a mentor to others and to be a positive example, showing that recovery is possible. Um, The groups allow for a safe place for people to share and receive encouragement as they cope with their struggles. And coping with their struggles, Tammy, brings them hope, doesn't it? That's right. Right. Now, Sherry, please tell us about your work that's creating hope for people living with schizophrenia. Well, I I will talk about my volunteer work as well. I volunteer for the Manitoba Schizophrenia as well as work on honorariums. And with the Voice Series Workshop, I share my story, giving a name to um, a mental illness like schizophrenia and showing them and dispelling the myths about what it is and showing that people are worthwhile and they are very capable people and that we need patience, understanding, and respect and dignity and in, in peer support, which I facilitate often once every month, we have different things from speakers to movies for fun, and we see the person as a whole and not always just the illness, and that it's not only illness-related. We are not schizophrenics. We are a person with a mental illness, and schizophrenia is only one part of us, and we are not a label. And with the children's group, There are people there who are parents who who may or may not have schizophrenia and the child goes through the program and often they have a very positive outlook after that and they're able to talk about their feelings and share how they feel which often they are very hurt or ashamed or embarrassed about the mental illness and often do not speak about it and sort of have problems in school and that kind of thing. And now they have an outlet to, to be educated on what the illness is and isn't and that mommy and daddy are going to get better and possibly can get better and that they are not the fault or, or the result of, uh, of why their parent is ill. So it shows them that they are not alone. Right. And that in itself also is creating hope, isn't it, for the family? Yes. Right. Now, tell me, please tell us about your experiences of living with, yourself, living with schizoaffective disorder. Tammy? Okay. Um, I've been living with schizoaffective disorder since I was 15 years old. 
So for about 18 years now, um, it's been a lot of ups and downs. Um, Over the years, I've experienced a lot of mood instability and psychotic symptoms. But despite the tumultuous journey, I feel that I'm on the road to recovery. I feel that my experiences have allowed me to start all over, build a solid foundation and build my life to where it is today. Um, I know who and what is important to me. Um, I draw strength from God and I live life to the fullest, making time for those I care about. And Tammy, you're working as well, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm also working. Yeah, I'm working as a uh, mental health proctor um, where I'm able to work with people who have um, experienced a similar journey. Um, I, I have like sincere um, understanding, compassion and empathy because I've been there myself. And, well, that, it's definitely a very fulfilling job to be able to help out people in a place that, like, I once was. Yeah. Now, Sherry, please tell us about your experiences of living with schizophrenia. Sherry, please. Well, I was first diagnosed with a mental illness when I was a teenager, and later on it was diagnosed with schizophrenia. I went in and out of group homes, had very a, a lot of turbulent years with the illness, in and out of hospital, um, having problems in, in school, having problems at home, having pop problems in school. And school was quite a challenge for me, but I was able to later graduate and get my high school diploma. Um, at the time I was a teenager, my mom was dying of cancer, so it made it very difficult to deal with the illness as well as deal with all the things that were going on at home. And a lot of that time I wasn't at home. I had spent some time in Selkirk Mental Health Center, which is um, an institution in Manitoba. And I also at different times in my life had tried suicide and I obviously have not been successful. And so I see that as sort of a light at the end of the tunnel that I'm here for a purpose and there's work for me to do and that's why I am in the position that I am to give others some light and to show them that you can be in this very dark place but you can rise above it. Sherry, do you share with the people you're working with and helping your stories about your experiences of living with schizophrenia? Sherry? Yes, I Yes, I do. Often the topic is schizophrenia, and often I will talk about my experiences and what I have gone through, showing them that I once was where they are, and they can become anything they really want to be, and they can have hopes and dreams just like anybody else. And just because you may have a label of schizophrenia, that shouldn't stop you becoming from becoming a worthwhile person that you truly are. Now, I'm going to go back just very quickly to Tammy. What many people would call this that you've both been describing is recovery. Do you agree with that, Tammy? Yes, 100%. Um, Carry on. No, I just mean like, um, like I feel that uh, working as a mental health proctor, uh, I just look back at, at my journey and it just feels like 
despite the pain in it all, it just feels all worth it. Like it feels like there's a reason why Sherry and I have been through what we've been through. And now we're both turning it around. Let me just ask very quickly, Sherry, I say quickly because we're going to have to go into a break in a moment. But Sherry, do you agree in your own experience with what Tammy's just said? Yes, that, yeah, I do, do believe that what we are talking about is recovery and we, recovery is possible and we all should have a voice with a choice. Voice with a choice is a wonderful slogan. So um, on that particular point, we're going to take the break. This is where I often joke with people to say that this is where we have to pay the rent. Uh, <laughs> so we're, going to, <laughs> we're going to do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Avery, and my guests are Tammy Lambert and Sherry Matsumoto. You're listening to Schizophrenia Community Radio on Voice America's health and wellness and variety channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24 7. It's in the home, it's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Schizophrenia Community Radio with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments you'd like to share with him, please send them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's doc, letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Now back to Schizophrenia Community Radio. Welcome back to our listeners to Schizophrenia Community Radio and Tammy Lambert and Sherry Matsumoto. Our topic is how Tammy and Sherry create hope for people living with schizophrenia. And obviously, we're also talking about schizoaffective disorder. So now, both of you, let's ask what you both see as the challenges faced by people living with schizoaffective disorder or schizophrenia and by their families. So Tammy, first, please tell us about the challenges by people 
who are living with schizoaffective <coughs> disorder. Tammy? Okay. Um, I suppose the number one challenge would have to be stigma and discrimination. But I also find that the illness often debilitates us to the point where we lose sight of our goals and our dreams. I believe sometimes we just need a little bit of increased encouragement and a little bit of determination from within. Um, like another challenge uh, may be that seeking out adequate resources may be a barrier. Like I feel personally that my support network um, of course, including God, has been the number one reason why I am where I am today. Putting it back to you in a different way, in other words, being alone is a major challenge. Somebody who's living with this disorder needs to be part of a little community, part of a group where the individuals in the group support each other. Tammy, is that right? That's right. Okay. I believe that, um, like, like honestly, like if I wouldn't have had the people in my life that I have in my life, I think the journey would have been a lot more difficult. But having like family and friends, and like you also need other supports too, because like the family members and friends can get a little bit drained. So it's important to have other people in your life as well. And, like, I find that, um, like, the more positive supports you have in your life, the better. Like, when I first got sick um, at 15, I lost all my friends. And I didn't have any friends for, like, five, six years, not very many friends at all. And now most of my friends in my life have mental health issues as well, and we support each other. Great. Just great. Now, Sherry, please... You please tell us about the challenges faced by people living with schizophrenia. Sherry? I think sometimes there's, there may or may not be problems with addictions. I used to smoke, and now I, am, I have been smoke-free now for five years, um, which was a challenge, a little bit of a challenge, but I was able to do it. I haven't picked up a cigarette since. Um, sometimes people feel sort of embarrassed or ashamed that they have a uh, mental illness and they don't want to talk about it with other people which often leads to isolation and being alone and you may lack um, a social life and having friends and also quite possibly you might have problems with affordable housing and your school is interrupted and sometimes it's difficult to keep a job and Sometimes you compare yourself to other people. I have quite a large family with brothers and sisters, and often I would compare what I was doing to where they were, university grads and everything else, and I am this and they are that. And so it was a lot of problems with self-esteem and what, where I saw my place as and where I thought I was at. And so I found it difficult just to be me sometimes because I had these difficulties and everybody else seemed to be doing much better than me. But now I'm in a place where I feel good about myself that I see myself as if I did have challenges and I have overcome many of them. And that, again, is hope, isn't it? That you've overcome challenges and people listening to you, including people in our audience listening to you, will recognize the importance of generation of hope in the way that you're doing it. Now, Tammy, back to you. Please... 
please tell us about the challenges faced by families with family members living with schizoaffective disorder. What are their challenges, Tammy? Um, well, like, just like, just like the person, like the individual struggling with mental health issues, the family is like obviously connected to that person. So everything that that person is going through, the family is also going through. Like the fam family is experiencing the stigma and discrimination, and like they they start to lose hope and faith that their loved one um, may never recover. Like they're not sure if they'll ever be able to recover. And another thing too, like which is a barrier for individuals, it's also a barrier for families that the resources like. The resources are out there, but sometimes it's a difficult journey trying to access those resources. Like you get sent from one place to another, or you have to wait for a psychiatrist for like six months and stuff like that. Like, like I feel that like the uh, just kind of reiterating what I said, but that the family is experiencing things similar to the person struggling and it could even be more so because the person struggling gets the hospitalization gets the doctor gets the therapy and everything and the families are sometimes left to, to fend for themselves and try and be there for their loved one when it could be a very uh, difficult journey right now Sherry same question for you Please tell us about the challenges faced by families with family members living with schizophrenia. Sherry? Keeping communication ongoing. I talked to my brother about that and he says, when you are well, you pick up the phone, you say how you are, you phone me back and everything's good when you're well and you don't isolate yourself and every we go out to eat and we communicate well. When you're not doing well, we don't hear from you, and so we have no idea where you uh, where you are uh, in the ways of being well. But usually, as soon as I'm not talking and talking to my family and returning phone calls, they know that usually I'm not well, where I isolate myself more. And often there are strains on the relationship where it's hard and difficult to be in the relationship because of the person not doing well. Um, and sometimes there's that emotional and financial stress and strain with that. And often sometimes the families will feel, I've heard some, some guilt and some shame and embarrassment that it's not, some, not a topic easy to talk about. Like when it's something like cancer, you can talk about it openly and discuss it. But when it's something like schizophrenia or mental illness, it's not easy to talk to other people's uh, talk to other people about it. There's more uh, shame with that. And I've also heard families say, when a, their loved one is in hospital, that fact of confidentiality. Often there is that fact, and they can't find out how their loved one is doing. If the person does not want to give out that information, they don't have to give that information out. So often families feel like that's a roadblock in the, the wellness of their loved one. In other words, putting, putting it a little more in a slightly different way back to you, Sherry, um, when you go quiet and aren't communicating, that's a kind of 
warning signal that all isn't well. Yes. Um, that your your family members, your family caregivers receive. Is that right? Yes. Um, what should they do? Well, in that respect, my brother says, you phone me and then you, you keep taking your medication and then all is good. So then, right. we, you know, we have the communication that the, it's well and we'll help you out and we'll take, we'll take care of you. But we need to know you're okay. We need to know that everything's all right with you because when it's not, then we have no way of helping you sometimes. We don't know what to do. So it's usually if I'm not doing well now, it's usually me saying, you know what, I'm not doing the greatest. Can you can you help me? Very good. Very clear. Now back to you, Tammy. Talking about the challenges faced by, you know, uh, the families, um, you talked about questions of access to help and the difficulties. That's the healthcare system or the mental health care system. Um, please tell us more about the difficulties of access to the kind of help that you need for the from the mental health care system. Tammy? Um, well, I don't really know too much about it, but I guess I just know that like the the resources are are there. It's just sometimes there people just need to be kind of like guided in the right direction as to where to go. Like that's why I think like faces is such a good place because they have like so many different organizations under one roof. So you can just send one person to another area of the building, to another building, and they're not like traveling across the city trying to find different resources that they need to access. And I guess another good thing about FACES too is that it can also let you know about different resources that are available that aren't available here. Like, I, I know when I first um, got diagnosed at a young age, like, I was still a teenager, just like Sherry, um, like, I, I felt kind of lost. Like, I didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going or, or who was to help me. But now I realize that you just kind of sometimes have to be a little bit resourceful and be a little patient for the, the mental health system, like it takes a while with the, like I say, finding a, the right psychiatrist or getting into the right cognitive behavioral therapy group or, or occupational therapy group. Um, I don't know. Like, I just think there should be, sorry, but yeah. Can I? I'm just interrupting you because you mentioned a place and I didn't quite catch the name of what you were saying seemed to work well. Please tell us what that place is. Oh, it's it's called Faces. Yes. Um, it's located in Winnipeg on 4th Street. Uh, it's um, it's an organ like it's a place where there's numerous organizations. Like um, Sherry probably has a has more to say about it. I think she knows a little bit more about it than I do. But go ahead. Well, they have right. different self help organizations here at FACES and you don't need a referral. So you right. don't have to go through like a, a waiting period to see someone here. So with specifically the Manitoba Schizophrenia Society, you can call and make an appointment. Right. And also here is um, OCD and anxiety disorders and mood disorders. So it's all under one umbrella. And then there's also a mental health library here as well at FACES. Excellent. Now, we've come to the point where we have to take the 
break again but we're going to be discussing more of these things in the next in the next segment so this is dr gordon athley and my guests are tammy lambert and sherry matsumoto You're listening to schizophrenia community radio and voice america's health and wellness and variety channels cjmp 90.1 fm community radio and sharing the please stay with us we're coming back Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. On the morning of August 5, 1962, the world awoke to the shocking news that Marilyn Monroe, one of the biggest icons in Hollywood history, had been found dead. What really happened that night? Join Nina Bosky as she seeks to uncover both the life and tragic death of Marilyn Monroe. And what keeps her so popular over 50 years later? Good Night Maryland Radio, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Schizophrenia Community Radio with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments you'd like to share with him, please send them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's doc, letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Now back to Schizophrenia Community Radio. Welcome back to our listeners to Schizophrenia Community Radio. I'm Tammy Lambert and Sherry Matsumoto. Our topic is how Tammy and Sherry create hope for people living with schizophrenia and schizoaffective disorder. So let's talk about the ways, both of you, the ways your work helps overcome the challenges that you've both mentioned for people living with these two disorders and challenges created for the families. So Tammy, you first. Please tell us about the ways your work helps overcome the challenges for people living with schizoaffective disorder. Tammy? Um, okay, so like my groups allow uh, people struggling with mental illness to share and relate with others who are also struggling. Like the groups that we have here, like that Sherry and I are both part of um, facilitating, like they don't allow for stigma and discrimination. Like everybody who attends our groups feel welcomed and they feel respected. Um, I find that in the groups that our group members share successes with one another, um, which provides an element of hope and strength. Like it's like in the groups, when we talk about things, it's not just negative. Like it's not just about like 
our symptoms and our struggles and stuff like that. We also share with each other our successes. And then the, the success that one person shares with the rest, like the rest of us, it kind of just allows us all to be kind of uplifted because we know that we can overcome challenges as well. Um, we also provide access uh, to resources for group members and their their families. Now, when you say to group members and their families, just explain to me the process that you've you've mentioned there. What actually do you do at that point? Well, what do you do? Well, like, see, the, the two groups that I co-facilitate are both part of um, Manitoba Schizophrenia Society. Ah, yes. So, um, like, um, like, Manitoba Schizophrenia Society is basically what Sherry and I are a part of. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll just talk a little bit about it, and then Sherry can talk as well, because she's... Um, she's Tell been- me, I'm not... I'm going to interrupt you, not because I'm being rude, although I am. Uh, it's just that I'm going to, I want to get Sherry going on this discussion, and then we'll come back to your point um, oh. later later on, because it's very, if we've got time, because it's very, very important. But Sherry, please tell us about the ways your work helps overcome the challenges for people living with schizophrenia. Sherry? It dispels some of the myths. Often we have a negative connotation to what schizophrenia is because of that small population um, that are uh, under the criminal um, uh, person where the people that come to the groups are people like anybody else and they come and they they sit and have a safe environment to, to be in and if they don't want to say anything, they don't have to say anything. So it's to feel comfortable around other people and they're not alone. And it's not just talking about, like Tammy said, just the negative stuff, the the illness and the negative stuff. Sometimes you watch a movie for fun. So it's not just the not just seeing the illness, but seeing the person as a whole and um, offering much more than just illness-related stuff. Sharing experiences with others to show them that they are not alone as well and to... Sh- to, to uh, tell them about services that are in the community that they can actually access, uh, whether it's something in um, for recreation or a group they may want to attend. I have just recently helped with a, a tobacco freedom thing, um, and it was to help people reduce smoking or quit smoking. So there's other things out there that are not always illness-related and that they can see it as not the focus of everything all the time. Right. In other words, the focus of other things in life, and not you're not limiting yourselves to focusing on some kind of illness. You're yeah. focusing on life and all that that means. Now, Tammy, please tell us about the ways your work helps overcome the challenges for families of people living with schizoaffective disorder. Tammy? Um, I guess, like, I've, what I've noticed is that, like, um, a lot of the, like, families of individuals struggling with mental illness, they're very stressed out, like, understandably so, 
And I guess by providing support for the individual, you're also providing support for the family because the individual is getting support. So the family has a little bit less of a burden where like they know that their, their loved one is seeking help and getting help. And I guess also that um, the groups that are provided, they, they, it also opens up doors for the families too. Like, like um, the families be, become more um, open to different groups that are available specifically for them. Like the, um, the eight stages of healing or do you know the other one? What is it called? Um. Okay, but there's there's a few different groups mm-hmm. that are that are directed to the to yeah. to family. Yeah, to family, family and friends. Friends. Yeah. 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 Right. Now, I want to ask Sherry about the way ways your work helps overcome the challenges for families of people living with schizophrenia. Um, we're treating these conditions as as being different, but at the same time. They obviously have a lot in common. But Sherry, first of all, please tell us about overcoming, how you, your work helps overcoming the challenges of families or for families living with schizophrenia. Sherry? Sometimes I'm asked to talk to a family member and someone who has schizophrenia, and often I will tell the family that there is something to look forward to, that you can have hope and that this isn't the end-all, be-all. And sometimes family members just need somebody to listen to them and to vent what's going on because not you can't talk to everybody about this and to show that they're not going alone at going at it alone and there are other families that are going through the same thing and struggling. And sometimes and it will give um, a reason for other family members to socialize with each other. And also it can give them volunteer opportunities. Uh, we have the we have different fundraisers where we have family members and and friends and stuff that that volunteer for the different things and that makes them be part of something and so starting to relieve that stigma that is with schizophrenia as well as all mental illnesses. Right. Now I want to go back to something that you both actually mentioned but in somewhat different ways. And that is the myths um, that um, have to be dealt with in the, in the right kind of way. So starting with you, Tammy, first, what are these myths that you sense and how do you think they should be approached? Tammy? Uh, I guess, I don't really know. I guess there's numerous different myths in regards to how people see people with mental illness. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Like how some people, like like schizophrenia, like a lot of people think that people with schizophrenia are like a psychotic disorder, like schizoaffective disorder that like, like that were harmful people because they hear about things in the media and stuff like that, about negative things that people do. That, that who are mentally ill but I don't think there's enough out there of the positive things that people with mental illness do um, I guess another myth is that a lot of especially for families and individuals themselves like they, they 
they feel that the statistics are that their loved one will never recover. And, uh, but that's not, that's not true either. I mean, recovery is possible. It's, it's not something that's unattainable. Like some people think that because they have a diagnosis of schizophrenia, that it's like a death sentence. It's like the end of the world, but it's really not. I mean, like we're all capable of living good lives and achieving our, our goals. Yeah, exactly. Sherry, I'm going to ask you the same question. What about these myths? What was your comment on them? Sherry? Well, there's some particular myths that are associated with schizophrenia, the multiple personality disorder, and that every person with schizophrenia is violent or that every person who has schizophrenia will be institutionalized and never be out and having a good quality of life. So we have that negative... uh, Uh, ideas out there of what it is and what it isn't and I have been on radio and in newspapers and in uh, TV telling no that's not what it is I am here as an example saying that I am not one of those people and you don't have to put everybody all in the same basket but often as soon as something has happened in the media often everybody is seen as the same or treated as the same and then there is that stigma out there and even if the individual has done and committed a crime it doesn't mean that that person is a bad person they are mostly and usually not medicated not um not in the process of getting treatment and being on medication so there are very certain there are certain things that are happening in that person's life that may be attributed to why that person has committed a crime so just to comment back to you both it once again comes back to hope it comes back to understanding of what I'm going to call the realities of these illnesses that is to say all the myths around them are wrong because as you both said in or implied recovery is possible and recovery is important and that um, things like dealing with the myths is also a matter of the way in which you tell share and otherwise basically make known the success stories of the work that you and people like you are doing so that's very powerful but it doesn't get away from the fact that you your community face very very serious challenges not so much the illness certainly but much more from things like stigmatization things like myths and therefore the work you both are doing is fundamentally important now it's time again for the breaks so we'll take it now this is dr gordon atherley and my guests are tammy lambert and sherry matsumoto you're listening to schizophrenia community radio on voice america's health and wellness and variety channels cjmp 90.1 fm community radio and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Do you love to travel? Now, that's a silly question, isn't it? Who doesn't love to travel? Join Lindsay T. Boyd, a.k.a. The Dreamweaver, for Travel Time. A professional travel agent, Lindsay will spotlight the world of travel, from maps and other travel tools to make your trips easier, to your rights as a passenger, to different aspects of travel, such as sports, faith, or experiential vacations. Travel Time with Lindsay T. Boyd, Dreamweaver, airs live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Schizophrenia Community Radio with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments you'd like to share with him, Please send them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's doc, letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Now back to Schizophrenia Community Radio. Welcome back to our listeners to Schizophrenia Community Radio. I'm Tammy Lambert and Sherry Matsumoto. Our topic is how Tammy and Sherry create hope for people living with schizophrenia and schizoaffective disorder. Now, let's, both of you, have you talk, please, about what more you would like to do and you would like to see done to promote the work you're doing. So, Tammy, what more would you like to do to promote the work you're doing? Tammy? Um, I guess just really to get the groups out there. Um, but I did kind of want to mention a bit about that, too, is that, like, I don't think that larger groups necessarily mean more qualitative groups. Um, I find that with groups being a bit smaller, um, people feel more open to share and they feel a sense of belonging and friendships are developed. So, I mean, like, I think it's important that people know what's available to them. But at the same time, like, I don't think we want to, like, gather 100 people together. I mean, I think that how things are good it's just that we need to like people like I guess especially like for one of the groups that I co-facilitate it's for young people who have um, psychosis so people ages from about 18 to 35 and I guess it'd be good for them, like, I guess when they're in the stage of receiving treatment and in the hospital, to kind of know when they're leaving the hospital, what's available in the community for them. I find that, like, MSS, um, standing for Manitoba Schizophrenia Society and FACES, um, is a good resource for people that have mental health diagnosis but they no longer require hospitalization. So it's a good kind of a network 
for people. Right. Sorry to interrupt, but once again, it's what I call the tyranny of time. <laughs> so, same question for Sherry. What more would you like to do to promote the work you are doing, Sherry? Uh, I, I think I would help, like to help um, people get in the position of telling their recovery story and being able to maybe use high school audiences or different audiences to tell their recovery story and see how people are who are doing well and having a really good quality of life and what their experiences used to be and what they are now and that they are on the road to recovery and that recovery is possible. And not always does it mean when there are a few people in a group, does it always mean a negative thing? It can often mean that this person is out having um, a good quality of their life. It doesn't mean a negative thing that the group is large and there's a lot of people in the group. That doesn't always mean that that's a good thing. Sometimes right. if little may be better. Yeah, yeah, I got that message, very important one. Now, a loaded question in a way, Tammy, what more would you like to see done by the Schizophrenia Society of Canada to promote the work you're doing? Tammy? Um, well, I guess kind of what you're doing. Like, um, I guess having more advertising, getting people uh, sharing their, their, their stories, whether that be as a family member, as a person struggling or as a professional, like, I think that what Sherry and I are doing right here today is uh, getting the word out there about our groups and about that recovery is possible. Right. Very powerful. Sherry, what more would you like to see done by the Schizophrenia Community Radio, which is what we're working with right now, yeah. um, to promote the work you're doing? Sherry? Well, you're doing a lot of it right now, relieving some of that stigma and seeing that people are people and they have many things that make up them and mental illness may be just one part of them. Um, and also to show a lot of human interest stories that promote recovery and and show um, recovery stories like uh, Tammy was saying, whether it be a family member or a professional or a person who is recovering from their own illness, to see that and and really focus on the good things and not always on the negative things and maybe do more advertising and, and seeing people like yourself helping the community of people like Tammy and I and getting us to share what it's like but with a positive connotation to it rather than a negative one. In other words, if I can put this back to you both very quickly, to get your stories, and by you I mean all the members of the communities and groups that you are members of, um, that you work with, and that you believe need the kind of help that you're providing. In other words, getting the stories heard the success stories, but also the experiences of the things that weren't so good as a way of saying recovery is possible. Now, just, just very quickly, Tammy, has that been a fair summary of what you, you think should be happening? And if it isn't, tell me. Tammy? Nope, sounds good, Dr. Gordon. <laughs> Thank you. Sherry, what do you think? I think that sounds good. 
getting the word out there. We are just like anybody else. We just had some bumps in the road, some things that happened in our life, but we are well on the road to recovery and wellness. Right. Now, unfortunately, our time is up. Um, but what I want to say to you both, Tammy and Sherry, um, has been inspiring because here you are, able to share your stories of your experiences, sharing with you information that, as you both said, many people are reluctant to mention because of this awful problem of stigmatization and discrimination and even, I'm afraid, at times, abuse. So you have been brave, you have been courageous, you have been helpful, you have been inspiring. So, on behalf of all the members of the schizophrenia community, I just want to say to you, I wish you, and we all wish you, every success, both of you, in the important work you do. And, because it's this time of year, I give you every good wish to you both for Christmas and New Year. Now, for our listeners... Um, if you'd like to make comments or ask questions, here's the email address to use. It's docg at familycaregiversunite, all one word, um, dot org. Docg at familycaregiversunite.org. And we'll be pleased to discuss things with you by email. And to our listeners, please join us for our next episode, which is Schizophrenia and Family Caregiving. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us for Schizophrenia Community Radio with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thank you for supporting Schizophrenia Community Radio. We hope you, too, have gained strength. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 